Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. Um, I was able to spend some time with the Swarovski BTX eyepiece uh, with Cody Nelson and Jake Rush of the Outdoorsman's. And we uh, met uh, early one morning in central Arizona um, where we could go and actually glass a hillside where we would actually see some deer. We went to a real popular spot um, where, where you know, you can go and see, you know, 10, 15, 20 deer. And um, we, we wanted to be able to test the different optics from a standpoint of, you know, at first light when you can barely see all the way through kind of the light spectrum, you know, till nine o'clock in the morning or so. And the optics that we tested were the doctor 40 by angle or 40 by 80 super wide angle, uh, the Koa Highlander 32 by 82, the 95 BTX, the 85 BTX, which is the Swarovski BTX, um, the 65 BTX, and then my twin Swarovski STS 65 millimeter, 25 by 50 by 65 uh, twin spotting scopes, and then the STX, which is the spotting scope that I have, uh, which is the 95 millimeter. It's the 30 power to 70 power uh, and. Uh, spotting scope and so we had all of those out there and were able to test the BTX compared to the COAs and the doctors and against the STX 95 spotting scope as well and my twins um, so it was a, it was a real good test to be able to um, you know actually look at deer tr- you know attempt to glass deer up on the hillside, find them in each one of the binos, and then kind of compare, you know, the viewing pleasure, if you will, uh, of each bino. Um, I had to leave, I, I, I had to leave and, and, and go to church uh, s- s- mid-morning on Sunday. So when I left, Cody and Jake were going to do a field of view test, and um, they have uh, recently reported the findings on the outdoorsmans.com blog, and it's called Expected Versus Perceived. And I thought I would go ahead and, and give you this chart. Uh, you can also go on their um, blog and see this chart that they created now. So they were actually testing what the manufacturers say is the field of view at a thousand yards and actually what it was in the field. And imagine that none of the distances that were given were were in their mind correct. So first off, the doctor, which I used to own the doctor 40 by 80 super wide angle. Now, granted, I had an older generation like, oh, 12 years ago or so, but they now have an ED version. Um, they claim that it's 126 feet at 1,000 yards. And in essence, the, the field of view that was measured was actually 87 feet thousand yards and the koa highlander uh which i used to own i just sold a couple months ago 32 by 82 was 116 feet claimed actual measured was 108 feet so that's an eight foot difference now we go into the btx the btx 95 which granted, now this is the 35 by 95, claimed that it was 
96 feet at 1,000 yards. It was actually 87 feet. The BTX-85, which is a 30 power by 85, was claimed at 112 feet at 1,000 yards. It was actually 102 feet. That's a 10-foot difference. Then the BTX, Swarovski BTX eyepiece on the 65 millimeter was claimed to be 112 feet. It was actually 102 feet. That was a 10-foot difference. My twin Swarovski STS spotters, 65 millimeter on 25 power, were supposedly 126 feet. They measured out at 117 feet, which was a 9-foot difference. The STX-95 spotting scope on 30 power, the 95 millimeter, was claimed to be 104. It was actually 90. So I think what you can get on these is that all of them were lower than what they actually claimed. I think uh, looking at this chart, the twin Swarovski STS 65 millimeter on 25 power were the highest field of view at a thousand yards, but keep in mind that's at 25 power compared to the BTX 65. The Swarovski BTX is 102 feet, but that's five more power of magnification. So, in essence, my twins that I'm really high on have a wider field of view on 25 power. The BTX has you know, 15 feet less, the 65 millimeter has 15 feet less, but you're also on 30 power. So I think there's a trade-off there. Uh, And it looks like the lowest, uh, the smallest field of view on what was tested was the Doctor 40 by 80 super wide angle at 87 feet at 1,000 and the BTX 95 at 35 power at 87. Now, one thing that needs to be pointed out there is that the 40 by 80s is obviously using an 80 millimeter um, objective, whereas the BTX 95 is a 95 millimeter objective. So in other words, it's 15, uh, uh, 15 higher on the ob- 15 millimeters higher on the objective. I'd also like to point out, which I think is a huge factor, the doctor. Uh, 40 by 80 super wide angle, we weighed them down at the Outdoorsman's, and those weighed 11.5 pounds. The Koa Highlanders weighed 14.05 pounds. The uh, 65 millimeter BTX weighed 4.14 pounds. The 85 millimeter BTX from Swarovski weighed 5.10 pounds. The 95 millimeter BTX weighed 6.3 pounds. And my twin spotters um, weighed 7.4 pounds. And I'm sorry, I don't have the weight here in front of me on the STX, the, the, the 30 to 70, um, just the, the STX spotting scope on its own. But if I look at this chart, when, when, when people ask me, well, what is better? I think one of the biggest factors in weighing in what is better is how much do they weigh in comparison to the, the, the trade-offs optically. 
Um, I thought that the BTX 65, 85, and 95 stacked up very, very well with the Koa Highlanders, the Doctors, and the Twin Spotters. But for me, the, the, the beauty in the BTX is the fact that it comes down to weight. And if you're looking at, say, the 65-millimeter BTX, okay, compared to my Twin Spotters that I'm so high on, in, in that regards, the twin spotters are 7.4 pounds where the, the uh, 65 millimeter BTX is 4.14 pounds. There's a three pound savings right there, which doesn't sound like a lot, but take something that's three pounds and put it in your pack, just that in your pack, and you'll realize that's a lot of weight. Where I think the huge gap comes in is when you compare apples to apples, say the Koa Highlanders, which is 32 by 82, and they weigh 14.05 pounds compared to the Swarovski BTX 85, that's 30 by 85. So you've got 32 by 82 compared to 30 by 85, and you're talking about uh, the Koa Highlanders weighing Uh, 14.05 pounds compared to the 85 millimeter BTX, which is 5.10 pounds. That right there is literally nine pounds of difference. So to me, nine pounds is a huge difference. But the one thing that's skewed a little bit, in my opinion, is the Koa Highlanders and the Dr. 40s require a heavy tripod, a heavy like Bogan tripod that's anywhere from 10 to 14 pounds. I have the Bogan, uh, I think it's the 55XV with a 501 head and I want to say it weighs close to 14 pounds that I have to use with the Koas. Whereas I could use the Swarovski BTX and be looking through one objective that's 85 millimeter and with two eyes and have, you know, 30 by 85 instead of 32 by 82, and I'm going to be saving nine pounds. That's a huge difference being able to save nine pounds. And then if, if you go with just the Swarovski BTX 65, so you've got a 65 millimeter with the actual field of view measured is 102 feet. So the Koas are at 108 feet but the BTX 65 is a 30 power by 65, whereas the Koas are a 32 by 80. The weight difference is 10 pounds. You're talking 14.05 pounds compared to the 65 millimeter BTX, which weighs 4.14 pounds. I mean, in essence, 10 pounds of difference. Plus, with the with the all of the BTXs, you can use a regular tripod which, you know, depending on what you use, is going to weigh three or four pounds. So you're going to get about an eight to a 10-pound difference in the tripod savings as well. So you're talking in some instances, you know, 18 to 20 pounds of savings before you even start up the hill. And for me, that is a huge difference where if I could get, uh, you know, pick a BTX that is, optically very, very similar to the Koas, which I feel it performed very, very well yesterday. The weight savings alone make the BTX a winner. Um, 
I, I think for those of you out there that are not used to angled, uh, you, you know, you're not, you don't like the Koa Highlanders because they're angled. Obviously the BTX is angled. So your only choice is the Dr. 40 by 80 super wide angle or the Dr. Uh, 20 by 50 by 80, which is variable. And they, they're in the 11 and a half pound range. So in essence, in my mind, the, these BTX is basically a Koa and a Dr. Killer because of weight. Optically, they're going to perform just as good as the Doctors and the Koas. I would say the Doctors, in my opinion, are not as good as the Koas. And from my perception, the BTX in every category, 65, 85, and 95, performed every bit as good as the Koa Highlanders. The other option, if you want a straight eyepiece, is to go with the twin Swarovski STS 65mm. It's 25 by 50 wide-angle eyepiece by 65mm, and those are also straight. So in the straight category, you've got the Doctors and the Twins. For me, the Twins weighing 7.4 pounds compared to the Doctors weighing you know, 11.5 pounds. That's a 4-pound savings. Uh, and I don't need to use a big heavy tripod f- like I would with the doctors. That's why the twins, that's why I switched to the t- twins. Now when I start looking at comparing my twins to the BTX, so if you compare apples to apples, you're going to compare the twin 65 to the t- to the BTX 65 millimeter. The one thing, the one thing that I do like about my twins is they're a straight eyepiece where the BTX is angled. I went out yesterday glassing. I specifically did not take a stool because I wanted to see if the BTX is angled, but it's not as sharp of an angle as the Koa Highlanders. I wanted to see if I could sit flat on my on my butt and glass in a deer hunting situation without using a stool. For me, having to carry a stool just adds extra weight. Well, I was able to glass with the BTX 65, the BTX 85, and the BTX 95 with no stool, which I really liked. I did notice like when when I would look long, long distances back in some of those upper basin bowls that were probably three, four miles away, I could see the deer with my 65 millimeter BTX, but when I switched to my 95 millimeter BTX, I could actually make out aspects of their rack and are they a three by three or a two by three or, you know, what kind of frame. So I would say for longer distances, the 95 millimeter objective, obviously also having the 35 power is is a big, you know, is, is five, five uh, times the magnification. So that, that's a pretty big difference. I thought the 95 millimeter BTX really shined when, we started looking, you know, past that, you know, two mile point. Um, I thought the BTX 65 was kind of the best all around. And remember, it's only 4.14 pounds. And I can use my normal tripod that I glass with my 15. So um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. I thought Cody and Jake did a great job of kind of explaining their viewpoints Uh, I want to encourage you guys, if you have any questions at all about 
anything that we're discussing, feel free to send me an email at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can go on my Instagram account and see videos and pictures of this BTX. And I'm happy to field any questions uh, in relation to our test that we did and in relation to my opinion uh, on these uh, binoculars. And I guess in closing, someone, you know, everyone's already asking me, well, are you going to use the 65 millimeter BTX or your twin spotter uh, Swarovski, you know, 65 millimeter? And I, the answer right now is I don't know yet. I like them both. I was really impressed with the BTX. I like the fact that it's a three pound weight savings. Um, but I'm, I, I still need more testing and more using it to see whether it's going to beat out the twin, uh, Swarovskis. Now I will tell you the twin Swarovskis are not for everybody. Um, I have set them up for some people and they just, for whatever reason, they can't get them to really focus for them or they can't get the eye separation close enough where, where, you know, maybe my eyes are very close together and the rubber actually touches. Dar actually is going to, if he goes with the twins, he's going to need to shave some rubber. So, you know, the BTX 65 millimeter at 4.14 pounds might just be the perfect fit for him. Uh, and so I'm happy to answer any questions as it, as it relates to my impressions of the BTX or any of these other uh, large binoculars. One more question that I thought I would throw out there is I'm getting people saying, is this going to replace the 15s? In my opinion, the Swarovski, the new Swarovski 15s are the best in class, best on the market. They're an unbelievable binocular. I don't think the BTX replaces those. I can see me, however, carrying my 10 power uh, Swarovski ELs around my neck in my bino pouch uh, with my outdoorsman's bino uh, binocular adapter, so that I could glass on my tripod with my tens and you know work the close stuff, and then put on the 4.14 pound Swarovski 65 millimeter BTX to do a lot of the long range, either the coos, the mule deer, or the you know glassing for sheep. Um, and then the question is, does that replace your spotting scope? Well. I think that the trick of this whole thing is I can carry my 30 by 70 eyepiece and at any point in time I see a buck up in an upper basin and I want to go to 70 power, I can basically pop the BTX eyepiece off and put the my spotting scope eyepiece on and now I'm on you know 30 to 70 power variable on a 65 millimeter to look at a buck that's you know four miles away and determine if I need to hike up there to go kill him or not so and still be way lighter than the doctors or the coas um and and actually just carrying the eye the 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 stx eyepiece I'm going to be lighter than carrying the twins so I need to work with it a little bit more to figure out exactly what I'm going to do. But the BTX was very, very impressive. Um, Found it very easy to use. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing the test. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. 
reason I'm talking a little bit softer today is I'm here with Cody Nelson of the Outdoorsman's and Jake Rush of the Outdoorsman's and we are in central Arizona. We have been glassing since daylight and we've been looking through the Swarovski BTX 65, 85, and 95. We also have my twin Swarovski spotters out here. and We've got the Koa 32 by 82 Highlanders. And we've got the Dr. 40s, super wide angle 40s. And um, guys, we're watching that doe and that fawn. I'm looking through the BTX 65 millimeter. Cody, what are you looking through? I'm looking through the uh, the 95. Jake, what are you looking through? Yeah, I've got the Koa Highlander 32 to 82s. You know, one thing that struck me this morning is um, looking through this 65 and kind of really enjoying the just the ease of the you know ease of use, just real easy to look through and. As the sun came up, I popped on the 95 millimeter on the BTX, and it was um, pretty amazing as well. Looking at a little bit further distance, it just popped, didn't it, Cody? Yeah, it. It. Um, I think that's the most amazing thing is that I just the ease of to to look through these, and you know, and I guess I'm pretty fortunate because I've gotten to look through just about everything in the business and. I I keep going back to these the BTX and I keep thinking of just how easy they are and how comfortable they are to look through. And the light this morning, you know, I mean for sure when it came up, I mean there it, I mean it, deer were popping up like fireflies. You know, one thing I noticed I had my twins which I feel like they gather light really well. Um I felt like from a light gathering perspective, I thought that maybe that they were a, a, a bit brighter, but it's kind of hard to describe, and maybe you guys can help me out, because it's not, I don't know that it gathered more light, it just looked different. It seemed, and I'll ask you, Jake, about you were looking through the koas, it's more of kind of a white light. And then with the 65, it almost seemed just a little bit more of a tint to it. But as as the light got more and more, what I started seeing was really good resolution. And so as far as a light gathering capability, I still don't know what my exact verdict is, but can can either one of you speak to kind of that... It, it's like looking through and it's the koas or the twins are kind of a real bright like white out yeah. almost yeah it's kind of like when you take a picture with your phone and you're trying to edit it the the koas and the dual spotters like if you turned your brightness up on the picture so it and not adjusted anything else and the btx is almost like you turned your contrast up to make everything it, pop that, a little bit better i think jake's exactly right yeah and and as I mean, we started when it was, you know, dark. You couldn't see. 
but as soon as there got to be, you know, some light, um, you know, comfortable light, I think the BTX just started really shining in my, in my mind. What did you guys see? Yeah, I think once, once you're able to see like across the valley and across the hill to what you're, you know, like in regular light without looking through anything, the BTX started to shine. Hey, 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 I got a buck crawling up the the hillside here. Where from those two does? Well, so hold on. Let me let me just let me let me get him into the end of my screen here. All right. So see the top of the see where the the this cut comes up and there's the red rock face right here. Um, if you just go at at top of the 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 yellow point, yeah, and go up to the first prominent red rock you see to the right or to yep, the left there's a there's a coos buck he's coming right up well he he's just coming right up to the edge of that red rock if you look just just to the down and to the left of the red rock he's kind of coming out of some trees now cody when you say red rock are you saying to the left of that point or to the right? well to the left of the red rock and if you look up there there's kind of a yellow agave that's sticking straight well, the, well here comes another buck no, Cody. From the yellow point, are you saying? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go to uh, go to one o'clock and go all the way up to the first red rock you see on the right. But the big red rock cliff to the right up there, or yeah. in that valley. Okay, so see the see the the yellow point. Yeah, yep. goes straight up the hill. Twelve yep. o'clock, yep. and then you see where the first like like little set of red rocks are yep. on the right. Look just to the left of that red rock. There's a buck literally parallel yeah i see him you got him yeah kind well there's of... a there's another one coming out of the trees yep see he's running yeah there's another buck right there we've seen a bunch of bucks um this morning nothing big but that lead buck that's going uphill through the 65 um he's kind of got a more orange coat yeah he does yeah yep Cody, if if I were to ask you this morning, you know, like what's standing out to you as far as the BTX, what would you say? Uh, pure, plain, simple. It's the ease of of how easy they are to look at. Um, it's a real comfort. But, well, yeah, it, it, it's like, a really comfortable feeling, and and all I can say is is that I my focus wheel. We've been looking at different bucks on different hillsides here, and I haven't touched my focus wheel once. And, and, and you know, that that is... Well, I think one thing that's kind of important about that is, as you know, um, the more that you have to actually touch the optic, the more vibration you get. Yep. And I know with the Koas... Um, you know, constantly having to focus each eye. And it seemed like, you know, when you look at a closer distance compared to a, a, a further distance, you're constantly kind of having to refine those eyepieces. Right. Well, and I, I think the other thing that's, you know, you, you, you put all this glass out here and you, you have your, you know, choice and, and, I'll be the first to say it, and and yes, I am a dealer, and and you know Jake and I look at this stuff all the time, and the fact of it is, is that 
you know, there's not a bad piece of glass out here. So, but all of them have different things that they do well. Um, the one outstanding thing is that, you know, we're also sitting here behind this 95 and I, I'm, I'm just having a hard time believing that there's this much glass in this light of a package. Well, I think, I think that's the thing that, you know, got my attention off the bat was, you know, the Koa's, what we weigh on the other day at four, just over 14 pounds. Yeah, 14 pounds, two ounces. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and the doctors were, you know, 11 and a half pounds and you take that btx 95 that you're looking through right now cody and you're i believe it just over six pounds right yep yeah. it, it literally is just a hair over six so i mean from the koas right there alone you're looking at a eight pound difference not to mention i feel like the you can get away with a smaller tripod uh than you can with the koas i feel like the koas require you know a at least a 10 pound um the bogan i have is a you know 12 and a half pound tripod because of that weight you've got to have a even heavier duty tripod mm-hmm. well i think the thing to you know i guess you know we're you know jay this product is so new and and jake and i you know we, we talk about this every morning jake and i are always in the shop you know kind of early together and you kind of start theorizing about what people are going to say and do. And, and the fact of it is, is that I think that this product by itself, and it's not that people haven't known about the Coas. It's not that people haven't known about, you know, the 20 by 60, you know, Zeiss stabilized. You know, it, there's a lot of stuff out there. But I think this product alone is going to be one of the, the products that literally brings people into the long-range glassing and in truly starting to understand why, you know, wh- you know why you know Floyd brought the Coas in, you know I don't even know what it was now ten years ago, eight years ago, and why those have become so important to, you know anybody just you know wanting to glass long range. Well, I, I literally think that this BTX is going to bring this into the more mainstream, and people are going to truly see the virtues of what it means to sit here in glass big country well to that point i think um one of the challenges that people have faced and that i've faced is the fact that you know these big optics they're heavy exactly and so well i've been getting a lot of questions about this btx i know you have too you guys both and they're like well is it going to replace the swarovski 15s and my, uh, it, I kind of wrestle with the fact that well, this isn't this this is this is going to replace big binoculars. I don't think it's. Yes, I think you could just take the sixty-five that I'm looking through, and cooster hunt and have tens around your neck for you know close work and and use this. But what I think, where I think it really stands out is the fact that you're now looking through two eyes through a spotting scope. Well. I think we just showed it earlier when when we saw the bucks that were high up on that that south face. The fact of it is is that we put all four of these pair of binoculars out there, and and the one thing that we all saw, it, it, even when I looked through the ninety five, you know, in the AT, I'm sorry, STX ninety five, the spot, just the, the spotting, spotting scope. scope. 
when I put the 95 and the BTX together at 35 power, there there was a an absolute um, ease of looking through that it was just pleasant, and, and the detail we picked up was was just as good as I was at you know that 50 power. Yeah, and I think one of the things that that people need to understand is that this BTX is a fixed. Man, these mosquitoes are bad, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, the BTX is a fixed power, and, and on the 95, it's a 35 power fixed, and on the 65 and the 85, it is a 30 power fixed, correct? That's correct. And, but one of the things that you have to understand is when you're looking through the STX, which is the Swarovski spotting scope, you have one eye closed, and... And even though you have more magnification, there is some serious value to being able to look through with both eyes and have both eyes working even on 35 power. Would Correct. You, would, what would you guys say to that? Yeah, it's an it's amazing difference. Uh, you don't get the eye strain that you do. Like your eye, like when I look through a spotting scope, my left eye always shudders. Like I can't stop it. Even yeah. after a day of looking through, I can't get the muscle memory down. But being able to look through a binocular that is also, you know, the magnification and the size of the BTX, I don't get that issue. So I can glass with it comfortably all day. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, as we're sitting here, I'm just glassing as I'm talking. And these are just real easy on the eyes. Just real, real comfortable to look through. Well, I think the, you know, I think one of the other questions that we've all been being asked is how does it do in the field? And when you're looking across ridges, what does it do? And, and uh, you know, first to answer the question, when we look across the top of the ridge that's in front of us and then, you know, hit the ridge behind it and then hit the ridge behind it, um, th- there when you concentrate on the ridge that you're looking at, uh, it's very pleasant to look through. Um, it's not, I, I still haven't had to touch my focus, uh, wheel, um, you know, and just in refocus anything because I'm looking at different ridges. I, um, I think where that's important, Cody, in, in, in this exact situation is we're glassing, looking for deer, looking for elk, looking for bears, you know, whatever, whatever might be out there. And if you're constantly having to focus and refocus, that is vibrating your binoculars right when you're vibrating your binoculars you know you're not going to see as much you're causing your eyes to refocus and you know in over a given period of time you're going to strain your eyes you're you're not being as effective and efficient at finding game if you're continually focusing i mean there's there's a myriad of things that happens when when you start touching the legs of your binoculars the other thing i'm noticing here jay um I think you and I talked about this the other day. I know Jake and I did. Uh, you know, we're sitting here on fairly flat ground. And uh, fact of it is, neither Jake has a stool, but Jay and I are sitting on the ground. And we're looking through the, the angled. And our, our, spawning, or our, our tripods are set up. This is, uh, this is very pleasant to look through. And I can, I can sit here and I can actually glow, go below my... You know my, uh, you know where I'm at in elevation with, with pretty good ease. Yeah, I I think the angle 
of of the eyepiece is not as drastic as the koa's i didn't even bring a stool with me and one of the reasons i didn't want to bring a stool today is i just wanted to see how this would perform um just sitting on my rear like like i normally do um I, I think you could take a stool, but I mean, I wanted to specifically not bring a stool because I wanted to try out if I could glass with this without a stool, and I think the answer is absolutely. I think it's absolutely yeah. yes. You I know, mean, and then the, there is the whole issue of the angled and the straight. I myself, I, I'm a straight. I like straight. I have straight spotting scope. I have, you know, I like straight. Um but but I'm telling you I I'm getting more comfortable more and more comfortable with this BTX as I sit here in glass. Um again, I think you got to go back to I'm looking through 30 power by 65 millimeter and it's 4.14 pounds. So in essence, my other options for looking through uh, big binocular, so to speak, are my twin spotters, which are 7.4 pounds. Yeah, and that's right. 25 by 65 with the with the option of variable up to 50 because it's a 25 by 50 wide angle eyepiece. Oh, boys, hold on a minute. Jay, I don't mean to stop you. Jake, you know where you found that deer earlier this morning? Yeah. yeah the, I mean, I'm talking in the back of the canyon. Yeah. Uh, you both need to get on this. Where is it from? Because the there's a case? buck that I'm looking at right now. Holy buckets. Where is it from the Hershey Kiss? Um, all right. See, if you come down the Hershey Kiss and see the, 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 the big rock that out jets to the right, to the right yep. and see the big green face behind it. Way in the back. Yeah, way in the back. Yeah, way. Okay, okay so go onto that face. Yep. How far down is and it? And on the upper third of it, you're going to see like a little rock. There's like a big kind of a rock that is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. At 12 o'clock, there's a buck right there. Yep. You see that? Yes, I do. That's a long ways That's a long ways away right there, boys. Yeah, it is. Looks like a big deer. That Well, that is, I mean, I'm. that's a big frame deer right there. Holy buckets. Is that where I spotted that buck one time over your shoulder? Oh, hey, wow. did you have to bring that up? Isn't that the exact spot? Yeah, that's like being out fish from the back of the boat, right? That's a, that's a, that's a good looking deer. I tell you what, that's a that's a. So that's what a, was interesting, Cody, about when you were telling me? So I was looking in a completely different spot, okay? And when you, so I had to switch like three ridges over and like probably another mile back. And I never changed the focus wheel. Well, I, I haven't touched the focus wheel yet. Yeah, I had to focus and moving the, like, I'm, I'm going to compare moving these Koas to, like, driving an old truck without power steering <laughs> fluid. Because <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like when you move these Koas around. Okay, and now I'm touching my focus wheel just to try and just. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm doing the same. Just tune to it see in it, just a bit. But, but was, what was interesting is I found that deer without changing my focus. He's facing to the right. Jake, that's yeah. about that's about a hundred yards below, maybe maybe one hundred and fifty yards below where we found that deer this morning, right? Yeah, yeah, th- those does were up a little bit higher. 
That's a big frame deer. Well, and if anything, I mean, I realize we're looking at this kind of distance, but God, he 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 looks like he's heavy as can be. Mm-hmm. Cody, you're looking in the 95 millimeter PTX. Yes, sir. I'm looking in the 65, and to me, I'm gonna guess that that's what two and a half miles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you that's, that's two and a half least, miles. Yeah. And I can see frame, and I can see it. What looks like a three by three. Yeah. See, all I can see is like blonde glowing antler above its head. Like yeah. the resolution's not can, in these. Can you can you make out any kind of any more than that, Cody? Well, right there. and to be fair and truthful. I got, I, I'm, what I'm starting to see right now, and, and obviously I don't know what time in the morning it is. He just turned, um, he looks a little narrow. Yeah, he looks real narrow. Looks tall. Yeah, he looks like he's taller than he is, you know, wide, so to speak. That's a great spot, though. Yeah. So I think the general consensus is... To me, this is a this is a game changer because you, you were talking about people being introduced to long range glassing, and I was trying to make the point that in order for them to be into long range glassing, their options were a eleven and a half pound or a fourteen and a half pound koa or doctor. Whereas with this setup, you've got a four point one four, you've got what a a five a little over five pound right. with the 85 right. and then you've got a little over six pounds with the 95 so people can be introduced to long-range glassing but without the weight well i mean i think that's the whole thing and that's the i mean jake what what would be the number one thing and and i'm not and guys i look there's when i talk about the coas and, and here's they're the fantastic the coas yeah. are fantastic they've been the standard for a long time mm-hmm and they are the standard and and that weight on them is good for looking long distance but that's the one thing that deters everybody from buying them other than the $5000 price range i mean that's the number one complaint is well i'm not going to carry those what what would you do that for well and and now i think you're giving people you know the people that would have paid the money but just didn't want to you know pick up the 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 13 14 pounds now you're telling me I can do that at 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 eight pounds or six pounds less. I mean, you know, it, it, what whatever option right. you have. I mean, we're talking I think a that's considerable incredible. weight savings. There's another buck that's popped up down and to the right of that buck you just spotted. See that? Oh rock? yeah, he just came. Yeah, on that yeah. on that His little strip side. of rocks. Yep, facing to the right. Yes, yes sir. sir. Good spot, Jay. Um, and to me, so you know, you're comparing comparing these optically i think the btx stacks up you know very very well oh absolutely um, but then you add in the weight savings it's like a no-brainer yeah well i think it's it, it becomes a, a very easy choice you know unless, unless you're just a glutton for punishment and you're just trying to get in shape and want to carry a, a lot of weight um i can understand but i i I just don't know why anybody would do it. I I think the other thing, too, is I, I like glassing with the eye cups all the way in. 
and I've noticed I've got the eye cups all the way in right now but this morning I was playing with the eye cups um, when I had the 65 millimeter and the 95 millimeter and I have to say normally I hate the eye cups um, out if you will I like them to be all the way in and I actually didn't mind at all these eye cups screwed out um, curious if you guys had any input on that yeah, I'm the same way. I never turn my, my eye cups out on my glass, but on these, I found glassing with them over time, it makes it a little more comfortable trying to find that sweet spot and, you know, in the binocular when you're looking through to have the eye cups out once in a while. Cody, what do you think? You know, uh, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I still, I still like them down, um, although... <laughs> You know, if anybody knows the Temba 32 ELs or the uh, Temba 42 SLCs, these eyepieces are are almost identical to those two eyepieces. And I would tell you that, you know, when I've looked through those glasses in the past, um, it's very comfortable to it's uh, it's very comfortable to um, to look through these eye you know our eyes our eye cups with with them extended a little bit there's three different um uh, uh heights that you can use where they kind of lock in so to speak it's got a, st- a staggered and um i i actually i have mine right now on the on the middle setting and i gotta be honest with you it's it's pretty comfortable it's not my uh normally it feels like it shrinks the field of view yeah but i'm it not does really not, getting it, that i don't get that feeling this. in this at all I would tell you that if you took your 15s out right now, and and you literally were able to to do that, um, and and put them down versus up, I think you would notice in what we always talk about that perceived field of view. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a. Um, do we have a set of 15s handy? We got a pair of 12s, but I, I didn't bring 15s. Uh, will you grab those 12s? Yeah. Like I want to, I want to do something real quick at, at miles. Hold on. Cody, let's that looks like a heavy deer, dude. Let's looks do like something and look at this close hill right okay. here with the. You see where here, it kinda, Jake? Just hand me the. I was just gonna take this off real quick. See where it kind of you're tops gonna edit out. all this out anyway. Yeah. See where it tops out right here. Yeah, just this. This. Let's, let's look at that real fast. Right in front of us. Yeah. Like I feel like I can glass close with this and still really be effective. Uh, well, you know, the field of view with that 95 is, what, 96 feet at 1,000 yards? And, well, I mean, look, that hillside right in front of us right there, that's probably seven, 800 yards. I, I mean, am I crazy? I think you're crazy. I think it's probably like 500. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean... I'm going to tell you, I mean, I'm just hand-holding the 12s right now. My preference, personally, would, would be, you know, to use the the 12s off a tripod because I like that field of view. But, I mean, I don't see that I'm, I'm glassing with the 95 now at 35 power, and it's very easy to look through for sure. I just think, you know, when you get closer obviously when your field of view is less you just kind of have to slow down and you you have to kind of just make yourself look at everything you know what i mean 
Well, I think it, you could get in the habit of, of feeling like you have a smaller field of view and you want to scan faster. I think you almost have to just slow down and and let the let the optic do the work, you know. Right. Oh, I, I I agree with that. Jake, did you notice anything field of view wise when you were looking through the Koas compared to the sixty five BTX, the eighty five BTX and the ninety five BTX? I haven't found it where anything's really that noticeable. No, uh uh-uh. uh like yeah. Even between the three the three BTXs, like when you're looking at these distances it doesn't really show up as much because I mean two and a half miles is a lot longer than a thousand feet so it doesn't really shrink your field of view because your field of view you know at that distance looks so big but even with the koas when you drop to the koas it like honestly when when you glass these distances you're looking at a certain spot so the field of view doesn't really affect it as much because I'm like when somebody spots a deer at two miles you're looking for that deer Right. You're not trying to glass a hillside, you know, an entire hillside. So I don't think it affects it that much at all. That buck is still standing there. Yeah, and guys, I'm looking through the 1250 ELs right now. And I, look, in what Jake's talking about, I know that that buck's sitting there. And I can see that that is a deer be, be, only because I have recognition of it. But... I'm going to flat out tell you that it would be really tough with 12s at that distance for me just to go, oh, yeah, there's a buck standing right there. Yeah. Because the deer, Jay, that that's, you know you found farther down to the right, Yeah. I can't even make that deer out right now, but I can see where he's standing. I mean, he's just barely visible. Well, it's good stuff, and uh, I can't wait to use this more. You guys got any final thoughts on this? Well, I'll say it. Swarovski hit it out of the park. I think they've. Uh, I think they're. They're. I think they're changing the game right now. And uh, this is this piece of gear is going to be around for a long time. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that you know every so often there's there's a new technology that comes out and you know you you, you, it's one of those game changers where years later you realize that was a huge deal Mm -hmm. and i think we're looking through that right now yeah i I would agree with that wholeheartedly It, it would i think it would be different if these weighed 12 or 13 pounds to yeah. me, then it would just be another long-range, you know, big glass. But having the weight so much lower, I think that's what makes a, you know, it's a, it's a complete game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to have the functionality without the weight, it, it's, it's a giant difference. It'd be like, like, you're a fly fisherman, right, Jay? Yep. So it'd be like being able to take a two-weight Mako fishing rather than a 15-weight. Ex- you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you ever cast a 15-weight or a 10-weight or an 8-weight all day long, it feels like your arm's going to fall off by the end of the day. Yeah. But, but casting but, a 2 or a 3 or a 4-weight is is no problem. It, that's actually a great analogy. Um, and I think that's exactly what this is because, you know, this setup that I'm looking through, 4.14 pounds, I mean, 
That right. is a huge You guys difference. fly fishermen. I have a lot of respect for it. But look. But what? You're talking about 15 weight, 10 weight. That's like me saying I'm going to Zebco Rhino 44 <laughs> with a bobber on it, okay? <laughs> it's a 404, by the way. Is it a 404? Yeah. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> My first reel was a Zebco 33. Exactly. My first reel was a Shimano Corrado. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Um, I can't wait to yeah. obviously keep pounding through this. and uh, definitely, It's been an uh, amazing morning, I think. Yeah, uh, this has been a great morning. Real eye-opening. I just wish, wish we could find a bear because i got a bear tag in my pocket. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. They're, golly, the mosquitoes are insane, They're ruthless. They? Yeah. Cody, what's the retail price on the BTX? The BTX is twenty six eighty nine, And then, uh, you know, like on the 95, you're at twenty fifty nine. And the sixty five you are thousand twenty nine. Yeah, thousand twenty nine. Jake and I am losing my mind. Isn't the uh the eighty five is it seventeen? Seventeen nineteen. Yeah, there you go. And don't forget we gotta come back out when we get the the extender, the one point yeah, seven. I you know, that's gonna be guys, that brings up a whole nother subject. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later. Uh, well, I well, I'm just telling you that when you take this 95, those do, those bucks that we were looking up on that South Ridge this morning, mm-hmm. uh, I can't help but think, you know, with both eyes open at 35 power, the detail I could see. You throw that 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 you know, affectionately as I like to call it right now, the puck. You throw that extender on there. You throw the puck on, it's, uh, you're I, glassing I mean, the top of that mountain. It, yeah, that's, it's 59 and a half power. Thing. I mean, yeah. I, I can't see how that's not going to be just an amazing look. Yeah. So I'm very excited to get that and try that out. Like I think an hour ago we could have slapped the puck on and been pounding that upper, those upper basins. Oh, oh definitely. Absolutely. I mean, let's be really honest with each other, and, and, and this isn't, there's there's a lot of different people that would hunt and do things and and glass and but the average guy and and, and there's nothing wrong with that it, it but the guy that walks out he the, the, he most people aren't even gonna look where we're looking this morning <laughs> they're they're not even gonna and some people would say well why would you even look up there if you can't get at them right away well for me it's it's knowledge. What if I backpack in there? What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different options. And I think that's the beauty of, of, uh, you know, of having, you know, Jay, we've always talked about the, the golf bag, you know, the caddy approach to having all these optics. Um, what's going to be really nice is about the, this gives you literally, you know, three different combinations of size and weight and, and power and, and feel the views to choose from. But I think the BTX, it's one of those things that there's not any one of the BTXs that I wouldn't hike all over the world. Well, mm-hmm. I, and, and you're and right. I think that's Absolutely. such a game changer of, of like the ability to glass long range with 30 to 35 power, depending on what you're using, you know, with 65 to 95 millimeter objective and be able to pack it all over the mountain anywhere, right. anywhere you want to go. Whereas... The koas limit you. I don't care who you are. The koas 
and the doctors limit you. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that that's where I think the huge difference is. Well, that's what with the BTX, I could I could take the BTX with the let's say the ninety five, and I'm sitting at six pounds, and then I can take my eyepiece, my standard straight or angled eyepiece, at another two pounds, and have the ability of a spotting scope, a long range glassing biocular, you know, setup. And it, you know, in one package for under the weight of both the doctors, the koas, or any other big glass that's on the market Absolutely. right now. And you don't have to carry the big tripod. Exactly. Which, you know, that's a whole nother issue. Exactly. So huge weight savings. I think this is going to be a revolutionary deal for Swarovski, and um, it's just awesome, Thank guys. You. Thanks for uh, Thank letting me join you this yeah, morning. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming out and. Well, and and Jade, you know, don't forget. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting us use the twins today, because that's uh, you know that I mean that's a good piece to this because you know we've had a lot of questions about the twins and and you know and guys you know two spotting scopes when you get those set up yeah I mean that's don't kid yourself that's a good look too and the uh, twins might be in trouble <laughs> yeah that's uh, yeah it's. It, <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess it all comes back to, you know, what we've always said, you know, buy the best glass you can afford and put and them on a tripod. Everybody's different, and, too. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be some guys that, that think that one, I, I guess when, when, you know, when we're selling stuff, the one thing that we never try to impose on people is literally, well, you know, what my eye sees. It doesn't matter what my eye sees. We try to educate people and help them understand what they're seeing. But but truthfully, if if you put two spotting scopes together and you put them in, in Benny's bracket and you do that whole thing, and that works for you, great. Then then do that. Right. Don't yeah. let anybody tell you different. But you know if you feel like the co, you know, I, I mean I'm not going to tell anybody, but you know you have to do this. But we're just trying to give people options and educate them as to what we feel is the best stuff out there. And that's, you know, that's the difference. We're sitting here on a hillside today and, and glassing and, and learning. And, I mean, you know, there's we're learning stuff, you know, about every five minutes with this deal. We mm-hmm. keep realizing something new. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, uh, anyway, I just, I really did. I wanted to say thanks for bringing the twins out today. and Yeah, it's been neat. Yeah, this is, uh, this has been fun. All right, guys. Signing off from a mosquito-infested hillside in central Arizona. Yeah.